Well, today is Thanksgiving. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I've had a bad day, a bad week, a bad past two years. But maybe it's not just me. Maybe all of us in some way are wondering this morning, what could we possibly be thankful for today? I mean, not many of us are really very th- feeling very thankful, are we? Maybe it's just me. I'll freely admit that. But when I read the news of what happened in France, when we read the news of what happened in our own country of Canada, the discovery of the residential school, the bodies of children at the residential schools, when we read yet again more news about this damned virus, when I hear of stories of families being torn apart because they can't agree on politics, religion, or the best response to this virus, I wonder how much do we really have to be thankful for? I'm supposed to go to Thanksgiving dinner today. I don't want to go to Thanksgiving dinner because I know there's going to be a fight. My brother and my dad will get into it about COVID, about politics, and the rest of us will sit awkwardly watching the watches. When will this be over? The past 18 months is not something that any of us asked for. The past two years of my life were not anything I asked for. As a parish, we never asked for the four years of the new rector's life to be spent on medical leave, recovering from a stroke, and for a pandemic. They don't teach parish management in a pandemic at seminary. So you may be wondering, okay, this is a bit of a downer for Thanksgiving, isn't it? But I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm trying to tap into the reality that we are all facing here this morning one way or another because the reality is in our own ways, in our own circumstances of our lives, we are all in one way or another frustrated, sorrowful, grieving. We are all not doing as well as we would like to be. The past 18 months have not made it any easier for any of us. So why? Why bring this up on Thanksgiving? The reason why, as I said, is not to be a downer, but it's to help us to get perspective on what Thanksgiving is all about. It's not about the sentimentality of the season, which so often dominates our understanding of Thanksgiving, the the feely, feely goodingness of Thanksgiving, when we know the reality of our situation is less than ideal, as I've said. But the point of all this is to acknowledge the shared emotional fragility that we are all going through right now. To acknowledge it. Things are not the way we want them to be in our world, Things are not the way we want them to be in our lives. Things are not the way we want them to be in our church. We are grieving, we are mourning, we are frustrated. But we bring all of this up on Thanksgiving because we are reminded that Thanksgiving, as I said, is not about the feely-goody-feeliness. 
Thanksgiving is about the reception of a gift. Even if we don't like it, even if we don't want it, even if we think it's the worst gift we've ever received. Think of that story of like the Christmas sweater that grandma has knit for you and it's uglier than sin and she asks, do you like it? No, not really. Yeah, I'll wear it and I'll put on the good face. What I'm getting at is, could it be that the past 18 months in our life, in the life of our church, in the life of our world, God is trying to get our attention by stripping away all those things that we so easily take for granted? The sacred cows of our lives, the things that make our lives manageable and easy, that by taking those things away, God is trying to say, I need your attention. I need you to pay attention to what I'm telling you. It dawned on me in preparing for today that this is the f- probably the third, if not fourth time, we've had the reading of Jesus and the ten lepers in the past 18 months. I don't know how that happened. It's just one of those things you could say. Is it just mere coincidence? Well, maybe. But maybe God is trying to get our attention. Why would this reading show up four times in the period of a year? Well, we have the leper window that depicts this story. Maybe God is just trying to say, see, there's a nice connection here. But you all know that's not the reason. The reason is we are all feeling like lepers, feeling broken, feeling worn down. We are tired, tired, tired. And when we're feeling this way, it is hard to give thanks, isn't it? It is hard for us to get the perspective we need to receive the gifts of God, even the gifts we don't like, the gifts we don't want, the gifts we want to return on Boxing Day. But maybe God is giving us these gifts to get our attention. You see, when we hold on to things tightly, whether it be our own negativity, those emotions that break us down, we are not in a position to receive because our hands are held tightly clenched. Now, I'm not trying to make us feel bad for feeling bad. I'm trying to acknowledge the shared grief and sorrow we are all feeling. But what we need to do is to learn again how to receive the gift even if we don't like it. But that means letting go of those other things that we've been holding on to. The longer this whole situation goes on, the more brittle and the more agitated we become. The more angry and frustrated we become, the easier it is to make scapegoats. We all know what a scapegoat is, right? It actually goes back to a practice of ancient Israel, where a goat was taken and the priest would symbolically place the sins of the people on the goat and then the goat was let out of the camp presumably to die in the wilderness. And as humans, the more emotionally fragile and tired and frustrated we are, the easier it is for us to look for scapegoats. And a scapegoat is basically anything that's convenient for us to hang our emotions onto. It's that person's fault I'm feeling this way. It's this situation's fault that I'm feeling this way. It's the politician's fault. It's the bishop's fault. It's all these faults. Because we're trying to make sense of a situation that none of us asked for. 
but the longer it wears on, the easier it is for us to start pointing the fingers at each other. So I'm acknowledging the grief and the sorrow that we are all feeling because I want us to put it all on the altar, to put it all and offer it up, to say, God, I am just a broken mess right now. I am sick and tired. I am frustrated. I am broken. I am angry. But I'm giving it to you. You may notice that in the Eucharistic prayer, there are two points at which I genuflect, that is to kneel, and I hold up the bread, and I hold up the wine. I'm not just showing it to God to say, hey God, look at this stuff we're giving you, although that's part of it, but I'm showing it to you. Not so that you can say, oh, look at the plate and the chalice, aren't they lovely? They are. But the point of showing them is an invitation. It's an invitation for you at that moment to take all the stuff and to offer it with me on the plate, on the chalice, and say, God, take it. Because only you can make something out of this. And then we receive what God wants to make out of it. What God wants to make out of it is his new resurrected life. It's why we eat it. It's why we drink it. Because eating and drinking are intimate acts. We take those things into our bodies. And we, in so eating, we become infused with the life of Christ. Because Christ himself became the ultimate scapegoat and took all of our baggage and our brokenness and he said, give it to me. And in return, I will give you my life. That is why we give thanks. We are about to celebrate Eucharist. And the word Eucharist literally means thanksgiving. Not thanksgiving just for all the material blessings that make me feel good, although that's part of it. But thanksgiving that God is the one who will take all of my stuff, all of my brokenness, my baggage, my sorrow, my grief, and he will take it and he will make something out of it. And in response, he will give me his life. My friends, this is why we give thanks. So today, and indeed every time we celebrate the Eucharist, I invite you to visually place when I am elevating the bread and when I am elevating the wine to place whatever it is, the burdens of your life, the person or people that you want to pray for, and to visually make a mental connection, Lord, I am offering you my brokenness. Lord, I am offering you prayers for my loved one. And in so doing, then we are able to let go of that stuff and to openly receive like the leper in our story, the healing that Christ alone can give. Because what Jesus wants us to do is to fill us with the joy of knowing him. So my friends, this is why we give thanks. So let us offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, not for just the good things, but for everything. Because we know that the God who takes all this stuff is the God who holds us in his hands and promises to love us and to never let us go. Let us give thanks. Amen.